Behind the Barricade, <laughs> Season 2, Episode 2, Jason 4, okay, enough, enough, back, enough fade out, <laughs> Jason Forbach, Angeras is joining us behind the barricade today, <laughs> we got Joe in the house as well, Joe Spieldenner, and there he is, Susan. For a oh. return appearance. For a return appearance, Joe Spieldinner, yeah. Yes. But he's peanut gallery today. Moral he's a uh, more or moral, moral support. support. Immoral. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Immoral um, support. <laughs> so here we are. We're in the beautiful city of St. Louis, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, it's actually been nice here. The weather's been a little been a little weird the last yeah. couple of days. They have hot rain here, which yeah. is unusual to me. It's like Vietnam or something like that, <laughs> where. It, it rains heavily, but the temperature is still 87 or yeah. something like that. It reminds me of my Vegas days, where like out of the out of the blue, it'll just start raining, and everyone gets excited because it rains like three times a year. Mm-hmm. But it's like, would you have like flash flood rain? Yes, yeah. like the streets would. People warned me initially, and I was like, oh yeah, whatever, it's not a big deal. I grew up in the Midwest, so I knew like yeah, extreme crazy weather. weather. And it's true, like, there's nowhere for the water to go. Like the streets immediately flood. Mm. People people go crazy. Hmm. Yeah, it's bad. You would think it would be the opposite. You'd think it'd be so dry that it would just like Soak suck right up. into no. the drought. No, well, that's why they have flash floods. Anyway, so so you were uh, <laughs> <laughs> so let's 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 oh, now we've done now that we've done this. Now that we've done uh, now, now work this one out. <laughs> we're learning. Um, the uh, uh, so let, let's go back and and talk about your association with the show here with this production of the mm-hmm. show. Now you you joined the company. Tell me about your first audition for the show. Oh, I, I don't even know if I remember my first one. It was uh, forever ago, spring of were 2010. You, were you in like an open call or was no. it an agent submission? I did, a, I did an agent submission. Okay. And which I guess now is was like one of the few. It seemed like everyone mm-hmm. was clamoring to get in. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know how, I don't remember how it played out, but I knew. What, I knew, what, were, you, what were you currently, what were you currently in at the time? Uh, I, I wasn't. Phantom. I wasn't in it. I was in Phantom until February 2010. Okay. And I knew that the tour was happening. Okay. And people told me about it when I was still in Vegas, and I was like, okay, so that's on my radar. And so when I came to the city, when I don't even know when that happened, like March or April mm-hmm. when it first started, I was like, okay, right away. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, yeah, it was just like, it was like so many rounds, but yeah. the first one was an agent, agent submission, mm-hmm. and uh, it just got like more and more intense. It was, it's always Marius first. Mm-hmm. They that they oh, yeah always okay every time I it's always Marius first I'm like okay so you know I, I get I get the look and then the sound mm-hmm, thing mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. try to figure it out and then you start like you they start handing you different you know they're like can he cover Javert can he cover this you know you start getting like mm-hmm. the packet of yeah shit yeah I get it how many know. um how many auditions did you do do you think do you know I think five or? wow I think there were five so five you get the show. And yeah. you, who, who did you play originally? Yeah, what were you casting? Fee. Fee. Yeah. All the right. boy who loves to sing. <laughs> is, that, is, that your, is that your backstory on it? Uh, yeah, that's it. Okay. <laughs> no, that's, what, that's what Lawrence would always say. Oh, is that right? Yeah. That's he would say that, That's his name in the novel. The, the, the boy, boy who, who loves, loves to sing. Oh, oh, my God. Here I am. See, I've read the book. Uh, <laughs> is, is, that, is that The boy with a high A every night. Yeah, well, that's, that's what I figured. That's what it is. Give us a Fee line. 
Uh, let them go and they don't want me You never did that. Didn't get the job. Yeah. I you think I did that maybe twice. Yeah. You never cracked. Were you never worried were you worried once. about that when you're when you're going Absolutely. Up? Really? hundred you're, you're like kind of a, one of those rock solid voices, so I don't I don't necessarily mm. see you as, as being worried about that. I uh, I I had never sung that high perf- like in a job ever. Uh-huh. Repeatedly. And when I got the score and when I was looking over everything, I was like, oh shit. Like, I didn't know how... I was in Vegas, actually, because the Rie hurt his foot, and I had to go back in, and thank God, because I was, like, running out of money. So I went back to Vegas, was doing Rie for a while, right before rehearsal started. The, the, the score came in the mail to my house in Vegas, and I was looking through it, and I'm like, I cannot sing... I can't sing this show. Like, I was looking at this show. I, and so um, I started taking less, I started taking lessons again. Oh, really? I mean, I got my, I got my master's in opera... At New England Conservatory. Okay. And then I left there and I worked for a couple opera companies. And I was a lyric baritone. Mm-hmm. And I was still learning. But I, I had done that for a while and I just knew I hated it. I mean, I just knew the life of an opera singer wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of accepted for myself that I wanted to be in music theater. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I just basically denied myself as a reality for God knows how many years. And so I, I moved to New York and started from square one and was laughed out of like almost every audition that I you? went on. Yeah. Oh really? my God. It was you? terrible. Why? Terrible. Okay. Why? Because, because I didn't know anything. I didn't know. Like in, in the opera world, if they were, were like. You, were, you singing, were you singing women's songs or something like that? Were well, you just totally missing well, the mark on that? This is the thing. Like in an opera audition, they're like, they are so specific. They're yeah. like, come sing an, uh, uh, a nine, early 1900s French art song. You know, like, it's that specific. Mm-hmm. So when they said 18 bars of a musical theater song, I would bring in a sheet of paper oh. that had 18 bars on it because that's what they asked for. Like, I didn't uh-huh. know. I didn't oh, know. Oh, bless your heart. That's, I didn't actually, know, that's like, actually kind of sweet. That, that is you very did that. sweet. I didn't know. I didn't know, like, a headshot. I didn't know how to do musical theater resume. I didn't have any What is your training. What does your book look like now? Is it like, do you have, like, dividers? Oh, I always hated people who had dividers in their book. It's like, it's a, my book is a hot mess because it's all the songs that I like that no pianist can play. Oh, well, no. You, you always you know what I mean? Know, yeah, you can't do that. So then you're like, what are the songs that I can tolerate that the yeah. pianist can sight read? Right. right. You know? right. What are you taking Sondheim in? Don't ever take Sondheim in. Unless you, you know yeah. the pianist or somebody that you've worked with right. before. Brad do not Garside. Brad Garside. You know, the people that are great. But uh, Yeah, no, I'm, I see, that's the thing is like, I'm still learning how to audition. Like, I was still learning how to audition for this show. What? Yeah. Uh, I... So wait, so I when did you make really... the transition from, I mean, you, you did Phantom in Vegas, so well, obviously that, that was musical theater. That didn't ha- what happened was, I, I was basically laughed out of auditions for maybe a solid year. I but mean, and I'm literally... was also even more legit. Even more like big baritone. I, didn't, I can't imagine that somebody boy. didn't Yeah, when he had that giant voice. Oh, yeah, that, that Lancelot thing going yeah. on there. And that, so people were like, I walk in and Lancelot. people are thinking Mamma Mia. And then I would be, I would just be giving you backspace for days, and people are like, "Why are you yelling? Why are you doing eighteen bars book of a nineteenth-century art song? What are you doing? Is that a lute? Did you hear yeah. that? Yes. yes. <laughs> a sackbut. It was really quite nice. It really accompanied well. Oh, no, I, I, it, I, it was for a long. It was a long time of just not figuring it out as yeah. I went along. Which is probably great for Telsey because I can only imagine like the notes of my first touch and be like, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> loud, loud idiot, basically. 
Um, you know what? That's a good one. You can, I've made a career out of that. Problem at all? No, my first thing you was you, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you loud idiot. <laughs> well done. Thank you. <laughs> no, I uh, I was hanging out with an opera friend of mine. We did Boston Lyric together, and he lived in the city. And we were having drinks, and we were just talking about figuring out the business. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was like, uh, "We just had a great night out, and we were Upper West Side by his apartment." And um, I, we were walking home, and I was like, I have to use your bathroom. I can't. I won't make it home. So we went up to his apartment, and his boyfriend, who I've never... Yeah, yeah right. It's all that. His boyfriend, who I've never met his boyfriend, but I knew he was a musician. He was music directing a show. And I met him, and he was like, you'd be perfect for the show. And uh, they were like, well, it's a play, and it's about kids, but it's opera. And I was like, I'm not doing, I'm not doing opera anymore. He's like, no, but it's, it's different. It's theater. And I was like, I don't know. I wasn't interested. Like, well, just come by and try, and just just like a just just like a kid, a young kid, and 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 sing something crazy and atonal, and American, which is some of the stuff that I really like doing. Mm-hmm. And so um, I brought in these weird uh, American art songs and dressed like I was going to school, and booked this crazy weirdo play that New Group was doing in their t- in their. Uh, like tenth anniversary season, which was a Wallace Shawn play mm-hmm. with an opera that his brother wrote in the middle of it. So it was this weird. You knew Wallace Shawn. Yeah, that, that, that you never. Inconceivable. Inconceivable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He just died last year, didn't he? No, no not yet. I always think he died. No, he's. Wally, are you out there? But now we're never going to get him on the show. <laughs> oh man. Um, but it, it, it was like the perfect marriage of introducing me to the New York theater world. I got my equity card. I got my agent. Wow. And I did it singing opera. Really? And so ever since I signed with my agents, um, they kind of helped me out and everything just kind of like, like fell forward from that point. Kind of like a career. A career happened. A career. Yeah. Well, like the beginnings of one. Okay. And, uh, it was, it was so funny cause the show was not well received. I mean, it got it got with 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 Wallace Shawn <laughs> attached to it. I can't believe that. It got like wacky reviews, but what's funny Ian is Gibb. Ian went. Yeah, he was like Ian Gibb in the show. For plays, every, who does he play? Jean Prouvaire. Jean Prouvaire. Okay. He when I first met Ian, he's like, I know who you are, and I was like, <laughs> and I was like, oh okay, and he's like, I saw the music teacher. It was a piece of crap. Oh, he's the only person he's like, left like, in the audience. He's like, me and four other people stayed. Uh, you were fine, but the show was terrible. And what happened was. I invite. I was like, oh, I should get an agent. So they were like, people were telling me like, send you know mm-hmm. tapes and stuff out. And uh, the reps for Stuart Talent came on St. Patrick's Day, and everyone in the audience was tanked. Oh my gosh! Drunk. I mean, it's, it was at Manila Lane, so everyone's down in bars and mm-hmm. spilling in, and everyone's drunk, laughing at everything. That's great. They thought, wow, the show is like really funny and like everyone was drunk so they came at like the perfect night where they're like oh this is a great show you know what they ain't nothing but the hand of god there <laughs> that's true that's you that's the, that's oh how you want to do god. it yeah jesus loves you jesus. my friend <laughs> he got irish people drunk right, in the right. on st patrick's day yeah that's, that's a, a great story yeah so i was like thank god thank god for st patrick's day but yeah that's i mean it was so it from was, there you got phantom so was yeah, that? <laughs> it was like uh, a year later and a couple of regional gigs later and then Phantom happened and Phantom only happened because David Caddick is a genius and I... And he plucked you from a relative obscurity. Yeah, he, 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 he total ass kiss. He, <laughs> 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 
Well, he like he he. I get the way you know how you just relate to people that speak the same language that uh-huh. you speak. Mm-hmm. And he, I just understand when he talks about music, it makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. And so when he like got out from behind the table to talk to me, I was like, oh, duh, you I get what? what you want. Yeah. You know, and he's, that was the same with this he's, show too. He's a generous person to audition for. So sweet. He will. Yeah. He will cheer for you. Yeah. The table. Warm. But I mean, that's kind of been. I don't have a whole lot of experience in wow. in Look this world because it was like I was a phantom for three years, and I I will be with this show for the same amount of time, and that's basically the entire all of I your know. career. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Now, uh, well, well, you actually do have a recording mm-hmm. uh, career happening as well. Now, you you do, you produce the albums yourself. Yeah. Do you do you find that gratifying? Why do you Why did you take on the task? Because that's that's something that my mother has been asking me to do for years oh, yeah? is to make a CD, and. Uh, but you know, it just—it just seems like one of those humps in there. Well, how, explain to me how you, you know, got it going to to make your first CD. I, you, ha- you have three, don't you? Uh, two. You have two. Okay. I. Hmm. He's developing. A He's developing yeah, a third. Yeah, okay. Trying to figure out what the third one is. The loot songs. Yeah, right. <laughs> you gotta go with that. Go with what you're good at. Go with what you know. Four buck and a mandolin. It, it worked. It worked. Four buck and a mandolin. They'll be playing it at Starbucks nationwide. Oh, We're doing better than Starbucks we heard today. It was a, by the time by the time I finished my oh latte, my I hated Smokey Robinson. <laughs> it was just it would Turn not it end. <laughs> I'm sorry. So your so your uh yeah your CD. I went, well. I was in. I I liken Phantom for me as like a second grad school because that was where I was working with all these people that had been doing this for decades and they mm-hmm. taught me a whole bunch of stuff. And uh, my um, my dressing roommates were Ted Keegan. Did you ever do the show with him? I did not. Okay. And Bruce Ewing was, and we were like brothers. Ted was a phantom. He was a phantom on the road yeah. for a long time. Uh, and, and Bruce was original in the, the uh, Forever Plaid. You're gonna if you're gonna say it, don't be passive aggressive. <laughs> if you're gonna be smart, These speak up. These are two up. very successful men that have had great careers so far. Bruce no. was, did. Uh, he was like. Uh, the main guy in Forever Plaid forever. Okay. Uh, so Bruce, he's now like, um, he's an inspirational singer and he had recorded a lot. And um, I, all I did growing up was listen to records. Mm-hmm. That's all I ever did. I just had headphones and me with a record player and that was my childhood. Mm-hmm. And um, so, and I worked in record stores. Like that's, I just, that's all my life was, was music. So, uh, I saw that he had done recordings, and I asked him about it, and he basically just kind of was my mentor, guided me along the way, and he introduced me to this um, old-time jazz musician in Las Vegas, Joey Singer, and he play, he's played for all the greats, Tony Bennett, Denny, uh, Debbie Reynolds, all these people, and so he's, he's kind of like this portal into old Vegas and what it used to be, and mm-hmm. he's a phenomenal jazz player. So he just hooked me up with him and guided me along the way. And at that point, I just wanted to do a project, A, to keep busy, because you're doing Phantom every night and you want to stay, like, yeah, it's important because yeah, exactly. Right, Otherwise, right. you get into a, a terrible or, Yeah, or you, like, start resenting your work because that's... Oh, wrong. that never happens. You know, no, you know, yeah, I get it. Because you have nowhere else to go with your no, energy. Absolutely. No, exactly. absolutely. You need to have a project. We talk about this. We just talk about yeah. it. Yeah. That's why we're doing this. I'm, like, a chronic project person and Joe's like will you complete one project at a time I'm like I have to have like at least four stewing to mm-hmm. think about but um he uh I I basically 
was thinking like, this is what I want to do. I'm so happy doing this and I want to show people who I am uh-huh. and what I like that I can do other styles, that I can sing modern music, that I can, that I'm not like this opera guy. Mm-hmm. And so it was, that's always the struggle, you know, when you, when you have an opera, you, you get have locked opera training. into a, yeah, and, and you don't, like you said earlier that, you know, you, you have, you produce a sound that they're not looking for. Right. You, 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 you have a, you know, you have a limited, you sometimes the acting training is limited right and you just so you go out there and you're just like well i just spent all this time time and money mu- learning this and i come here and you and you guys are like no there's no value it, to it. yeah so it's it that's a that's a tough one especially because you're you're a, you're a great singer we, it, that in in it it you know it, it's you come out here and you know everybody can hear it but they don't they're, they're not interested they're not interested yeah and and you feel like i've worked so hard and i've studied so much like you study every romantic language you study mm-hmm. like intense like music that is is complex and yeah. varied, and so you feel like you're making me dumb it down. I'll so tell you, I, 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 and that was that was the trap for me is that I, I had to be like, okay, no, it's like putting on a, it's like learning an accent. It doesn't have to be like any more or less intelligent. Interpreting a great musical theater song can be just as gratifying and intellectually complex as figuring out an yeah. aria. It's up to you. It's, it's up, up to you. you. It's yeah, your, it's I, your I had to not. I had to get over deigning. It, it was just putting on a different voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, I want to. I want to know if you can if you can reach these artistic depths when you're doing promises, promises, or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> you play a guy who dies in the cause of freedom in this show. Might be a little bit harder when you're a perfume salesman and she loves me. That might be like, a little bit more difficult. Mm, yeah. Yeah, right. Good luck with that. Good luck with that one, Deuteronomy. <laughs> you're playing him. We shall see. <laughs> God, but yeah, I just I just wanted to do something that I just to keep me busy and that I was passionate about. And then yeah. I turned out to really love being in the studio. What is the, na- what is the name of your, of your CDs? Uh, the first one, which is like a full record, is called A New Leading Man. And a New Leading Man? Yeah, I called it that. There was an article... Is it available that, on iTunes or on iTunes CD Baby or anything? and CD Baby, Amazon. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, any online music retailer. And I called it that. There was, a, there was an article that came out in the New York Times about when the Hair Revival came out. And was talking about how hair signified this change in what musical theater was culturally. Mm-hmm. And that a leading man uh, was suddenly not like uh, the prince or love interest, mm-hmm. but that they're more complex in their uh, real ways. Mm-hmm. You know, their vulnerabilities, their emotional um, fragility. Or, you know, because they're always different. You have like phantom, of mm-hmm. course. But, you, but hair is like, you have just like a real guy with questions. Mm-hmm. So the the concept of the album was it was introducing me mm-hmm. with that name, but it was also explaining these these leading men that are singing these songs, mm-hmm. like Tick Tick Boom, you mm-hmm. know, where it's just like a guy turning thirty and what he's thinking about. Mm-hmm. So that that was the premise behind the name of that album. That's Great. cool. I like yeah. that. That's a yeah. that's a that's a much better through line than I would have had. <laughs> uh, you know, songs about ducks. I was my, I'm working an on evening that. With an, an evening with Varela. An evening with Varela. You on like the chaise lounge. <laughs> yeah, on a bearskin rug. On a bearskin rug. Yeah. <laughs> It's, 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 what, it's what the ladies want. It's what the public wants. That's why he gets his eyebrows threaded. Yeah. I got my eyebrows threaded today. They look beautiful. <laughs> they do look beautiful. All right. I keep thinking he's angry at me, though. It is time. <laughs> why aren't you taking me seriously? <laughs> okay. Now, here we go. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, it is your... F- oh, see, I can't find it. What's happening? It is the most important time here. It is questions for Javert. 
Oh. From questions um, from Javert. Ten questions. Wait, no, and we need music for this. You, oh. You're oh. you're a derelict. No, you, you, I, I, Just do I it thought again. We we're gonna Just, do a promo. Oh, well, no, we can't do Pizza Queen tonight. He's not here. Okay. <laughs> I've got gang himself. That's all I got left. That's all you got. All right, ten questions from Javert. You've been waiting for it so patiently. Thank you. All right, here we go. Now these are just some questions that have deep, deep intellectual significance. Uh, oh that you need to you need to look at them on many different levels. Okay. Oh no, I'm not very brave. Okay. So let's let's try this. Okay. Question number one: What's the last song you listened to on your iPod? Should I check? No, I can't even Say remember. It. You were listening to Anthony Warlow today at the gym. <laughs> Anthony Warlow. Oh, I love right. Jesus Was it Anthony Warlow? I don't know. Let's find out. Let's find out. What is the last song you listened to? Let's find out the truth, shall we? It's probably, it's probably something I'll be really embarrassed by. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Stony End. <laughs> oh, no. Congratulations. No, it's this new band called Fun Machine. Oh. Oh, yeah. Faith is the song? Yeah, they, they do these great covers. It's this chick and a, She's this a band. Jazzy, smoky vocalist. Yeah, she does oh, this great oh, cover of out. Jackson Five. Uh, yeah. Totally. Found her on YouTube. Oh, really? Yeah, Fun Machine. Fun Machine. EP. All right, very cool. It's, yeah, very cool. I'll look for that too. Great covers. All right. Uh, question wow, number I two. That was be Justin Bieber. Or no, that was it. Oh, no, no. <laughs> that was <laughs> <that would've, laughs> a respectable <laughs> answer. So you got away with that one. Um, what is a. a uh, what is a talent or something that's happened to you in your life that would surprise people about you? Now, before we get into, you know, you know, whatever mm. happened, whatever <laughs> happened in the locker room in third grade, um, you know, make it be like, like Sarah Shanian uh, trained chimpanzees, or she worked with chimpanzees, and oh. Justin uh, Scott Brown could, <laughs> could do the voice of the Spanish language tapes that he had to listen to in high school. Okay, so the, a you, talent that people something that would surprise something that would surprise people, people. about you. You know, uh, like you speak fluent Japanese. Yes. Or mm. Do you? Oh, there he is. Joe no, I was that. a classical pianist for most of my life. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not surprised by that. I, 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 I Well, I'm surprised because I didn't know. Like, you were oh, an Eagle yeah. Scout. I was an Eagle Scout. Yeah. You were an Eagle Scout. Yeah. Is that hard to be? Wasn't that hard? What happened? Norman Rockwelly and everything. Yeah, totally. How was that? Tell me about that. It was. The thing is, is it in your bio, please? No. What is wrong with you? I told you. (laughs) Okay, so go ahead. Because I'm not. Yeah, it's uh. Well, the whole thing. Think it's that big a deal to be an Eagle Scout? Doesn't it make you like a Jedi? Being an Eagle Scout or something. Talk. Of course, talk about being an Eagle Scout. Can you do knots? I, well, okay, what is really what is at. the most interesting thing about the, that you that you had to do to be a to be an Eagle Scout? You know what we had to do. I think this is the closest thing that ever came to like being in a frat. But they would there's like a uh, there are all these different like initiating things. Oh my god, rapings! And, yeah, rapings. No, they had um, like this thing called the Tribe of Mikose, which is like you're honoring like the like Native American heritage, and basically it was like the older guys could terrorize you. And say that you're, there's like a vow of silence, and they snatch like you know some helpless twelve year old out of a tent in the middle of the night and dump them in the middle of the field, and they're like, you cannot eat or drink or speak for days, and we'll come back and get you. And if you do it, like some hex will be placed on you. This is to be an eagle scout. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, sounds horrible. Yeah, and so, <laughs> so, so, so I was no dummy. 
And I had a box of Teddy Grahams stuck in the bottom of my sleeping bag, and oh. I survived. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that, that kind of makes you a genius that you actually gained it that way. That's Teddy Gra- saved by the yeah, Teddy Grahams. Always have some Teddy Grahams in the bottom. How you know what? Words to live by. Always have Teddy Grahams. I think it was just a day. Wow. Where you can't talk. It's like you and some other poor kid, and you can't say a word, and you think that like. There's some, you know, Somebody's older kid you. behind the bush watching you, and as soon as you say a word, he's going to beat the crap out of you or something. But we would go every Did summer. Run out and take your Teddy Grahams. Take my Teddy Grahams. <laughs> always grab and people and keep, 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 keep one at the ready. <laughs> um, I always wondered, when I, was, when I was a teenager, I always wanted to do Outward Bound. Did you ever hear about oh, that? Oh, yeah. One of those things where they... Well, they, we did this thing. We went to uh, the Philmont Mountain uh, region in New Mexico, and we, it was like a couple of weeks, and we carried our own food, and we carried our own trash, and we hauled weeks. everything into like bear bags. I mean, we had packs of our our Dutch ovens and everything. I mean, we lived off the land, like we left no trail of you know. Hmm. We How long did you do ground. that for? Tell them about the uh, rock with your dad. Oh yeah, well it was like two. It was about two weeks, or it, it was somewhere close to there, and it was. And you would live like totally off the land. Yeah, you, tents, and you would you would sterilize your water, and you would carry your food, and you would hit like different outposts along the road and it was like it was like living you know wow. off the grid for a while that's intense so that's how old actually, were you? I was probably a teenager like maybe with your dad though with my dad and another you did know, you snare an animal and eat it? no but we did have bears come like you have to hoist everything up uh, in a bear bag up in, into a tree and Ooh. we would have to kind of like be prepared for bears really? tearing into the, I, the I, campsite oh yeah, like like hellions on <laughs> bikes or yeah. something like that. <laughs> it was it was like it it was it was very. Um, I look back on it now, and I think it was such a cool thing, and it was basically my dad's way of wanting to reach out and spend time with me. And I was... And also teach you how to run from bears. Yeah, yeah right. So don't, you know, there's right, valuable so information there. like, the nuclear apocalypse happen, yeah. I would be able to, like, figure out a way to live off the land for a while. Oh, yeah, that's good. That's good. Well, you're on tour. It's a lot, it's a, it's a lot like the apocalypse. Right. We're watching Walking Dead right now, and so I'm like... Oh, my gosh. I was just going to say, the, the zombie apocalypse? I'm all about the zombie apocalypse. I'm all about it. We're going to start yeah. food storage. Because you know what? I, but we'll need you. Out. We'll need your knowledge of knots. Yes. Right, not and loose. You like voice Not the loose. That's not the name of the second album. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's my attorney. He's a not the loose. So, so you're, you're uh, all right. But we're, look, we're 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 way long on the Eagle Scout stuff, mm. but we really need to talk about this. Did you, but you didn't kill anything, which I didn't is kill which anything. is good. But that I'm very was, good with a gun. Are you? Oh. I'm terrible at sports. I'm terrible at anything, guy. And I, and it always was like embarrassing for me as a kid, and then we were you like, were, uh, I feel the same way. I was just the uh, worst. And then uh, we went skeet shooting, and I was uh, like, Okay, let's give it a shot. And um, I kicked ass. It was like all you? of those hours playing duck hunt. I was such. A <laughs> very similar. It's a lot like very similar. Being mentioned in this podcast. Ducks are important. Same um, skills. Uh, well, how come I haven't gone shooting with you then? I saw that you and Gulan uh, yeah, had we some shooting. mighty rifles. Oh yeah, no, it was awesome. We had a good time. It's well, been a long, it's been a long time, but no, I you, do like it. No, it's, it's still a lot awesome of, at the video games at the movie theater where you take a little gun out of the holster. Area Fifty One, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those yeah. things like hills at those. Look at yeah. you. That's very cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. All right, that's yeah. that's how we do it. We keep it real. We keep it real. Okay, here it is. Here's okay. Question for Javert number three mm. from Javert number three. <laughs> 
What's your favorite fast food chain? Like, what's your default? Because I'm too hard. Aside from Starbucks. Oh, you can Starbucks Starbucks? Yeah. Starbucks. Do you Starbucks? I give Starbucks? them way too. Every I day. give them way too much money. We you, have it every day. You, but do you? Oh, really? Do you? I would. Eat, yeah. Every day. Really? Every, what do you yeah. get? What's your uh, What's your order? Always venti vanilla soy latte, yogurt, oatmeal, breakfast sandwich, sandwich, artisanal anything. sandwiches. Yes, I got those. All, all of the above. That's we, good. We basically. What, about, what do you get? <laughs> the venti soy vanilla latte. Venti soy yeah. Now I'm going to get one. Venti soy vanilla stuff. latte. Is yes. that the giant one? Yeah. How many calories is something like that? A million. Calories are for fat people. Oh, <laughs> oh God. That's something I'll edit. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? But uh, it's shocking, so though. I'm they surprised list those that nobody else has said Starbucks. Well, I don't, I don't really count it. that. Chipotle I'm, maybe okay. Chipotle, okay. Chipotle is good. I said on my but Chipotle. I'm not really a fast. I mean, no. But, I mean, but what you have to do, like if you're looking at all of them in a strip mall and you have to go theater. to one because you got a half hour before curtain or whatever. That's I'm most ashamed really by how I mean, it's, half hour it's way curtain. it's way too much. They what a Chipotle? Sandwiches. What do you get? What's your Chipotle order? Uh, probably like a salad with chicken and brown rice and like every everything. Like you try to like load it up as much as you can. You want the most bang for your buck. All that rice. I don't like it. Okay. So filling. So filling. Um, okay. If you could play... An, the question number four. Mm -hmm. If you could play another role in this show, what would it be? I don't know. I mean, you've already done For Ye. For Ye, so which check that is one off. amazing. Bucket list. That The boy who can sing. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would, I think it would be amazing to sing Belgium. I think it would be like, like one of the hardest challenges to sing that. Yeah. Uh, that would be like. Could you? Uh, I mean, could you bring your? Could you bring your tessitura up? Could you? Could you? Since you trained, since you trained yeah. for Fuyi, do you think you could? You could bring it even higher. Yeah, yeah. Because I, it's, it's just think, a muscle. I think the you know? thing to 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 always be aware of when you have opera training like you have, like and like like I have, is that while while the material might not be where you're going to go, where mm -hmm. you want to go, where you feel comfortable, the the technique that you learn is is uh, priceless. Because it gives you the stamina, it gives you a lot of the, just the mental imagery that you need in order to, to sing this material in particular, right. like we do. Right. Eight shows a week, this stuff is no joke. Right. No. It's, it's as hard as it it's gets. It's the ultimate. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe you For eight shows, if, it, we, if we were singing opera, we would, have a, we would have a day or two off between performances. Yeah. We do eight. We do five, five show weekends. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we, and we're we get screaming respect. And yeah. We're we get the respect. Around. And you scream a lot, by the way. Let me tell you, you're a screamer on stage. A lot of screaming. When you scream. The people will rise again. Oh, no, that's God. not you. That was for that, that, that was like seven hundred performances. Yeah, no, that was brutal. That was brutal. Lawrence was like, Blah. no, it can't be. Oh, okay. And I was well, like, okay. okay, that was the note. Then okay, I get it. But he still screams pretty loud when he does. Uh, Free is his last. Oh yeah, free. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. You take care of yourself. I don't know. Maybe you feel this way. I feel like, and not in any sort of pretentious way, but I feel like. There's no you, pretension here. <laughs> that you, if you get a piece of music that you're like, ooh, okay, that's hard. You at least approach it where you're like, let's figure out how to do it. Mm -hmm. Not like I can, or like you, you kind of have no, yeah, like yeah. a plan of attack for figuring out the tools. That at least this show taught me that it's like, okay, I cannot. This is crazy. Mm -hmm. What is the score? Let me figure out how to do it, and then you figure. It's like just you like find your way through it. Yeah. yeah. There, there are, there are, you know, you, we, we do know how to do that. But I, I remember, um, in, and maybe you, you sang this as, as for you, the end of the show, 
that uh, when everybody's coming down dead and uh, there was sing when tomorrow comes but the harmony there the tenor harmony there is it's up to a bonkers. high it goes up to a high D yeah so when tomorrow comes and that's what you end up singing which is absurd do you remember do you remember the first music rehearsal with Dan Bowling uh no it was like 10 a.m. And he brought Dan all the Bowling ten- was the, the guy that taught yeah. us the show. Yeah. He, he music put a supervisor. Music supervisor. They the brought show. like all the tenors up to the piano and they're like We run a break. This is well, this is ten o'clock in the morning. Like one of the first rehearsals, like these are a whole bunch of strangers you're trying to impress in a room. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Okay, let's work everyone up to like a high C and it was like ah! like one <laughs> after another. And it was basically Ian and Ricky Todd and we're like, Okay, you two assholes do that line. <laughs> yeah. Congrats, you won. Take it. <laughs> you won for the rest yeah, of your life. Mistake. Yeah. Newbie mistake. I'm going to come up lame. Like, Ooh, can't. Pull the hammy. Yeah. Thankfully, I did not warm up. But he does have a beautiful bring home. He's already worked on it a little bit. For a oh, I have no doubt. No, I have no doubt. Oh, you should I'm definitely... Sure. You should yeah, definitely it's, it's, just, it's like the ultimate. Yeah. I feel like it's de- harder it than is. Phantom. It is. No, it, like no it's, definitely, it's definitely harder than Phantom. No, you should definitely work it up. You should Do you feel... It. I feel like it's the hardest... It's the hardest... I've said it several times. It's, it's the hardest it role written for a man in music theater. It makes no sense. No, it, it, Over the course of, like, the three hours, like... Where you'd want your voice to go. Yeah. You no, know? It, no, it, and what you're physically asked to do. You, and there must have been, like carrying Marius around. And it's, really a, it's really a job. It's really yeah. a job in the sense it's that you work. train to do Valjean. That's what you do. Yeah. It's like in Greater Tuna. You train to... to you can't do anything else. Yeah, that's what you do. That's your thing. Valjean, that's what you do. Yeah. Um, okay, here. Qu- uh, questions from Javert. Okay. <laughs> Question number five. Something I can't live without on tour is. Joe. Oh! Oh! Honestly, probably not. I mean, I know. <laughs> oh my god! No, that's probably true. Oh, oh hell, that's actually that's actually the sweetest answer we've ever gotten. Yeah. <laughs> I also happen to be in the room at the moment. Yeah, my goodness. Hey, listen, you're handling him very well. <laughs> Trust me on this. That stuff counts. <sighs> Question number six. If you could have dinner with someone, living or dead, fictional or real, who would it be? The first thing that comes to my mind is such a Jason O answer, but I would say Oprah. Oh, that's You want to have dinner with Oprah? Yeah. You better bring your own food. <laughs> no, 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 no. I love Oprah. I don't know. That was the first thing that came to my mind. I'm sure there's something more interesting I could have said. We were on no. Oprah, remember? Yeah, I, I remember you, you guys were on Oprah. You, you went to a yeah. book club. Oh, yeah, right, right. I didn't read the book. I was afraid I was going to get in trouble. Okay. I had his back. <laughs> what was the book? Tale to City. And Great Expectations. She, that was part of the Oprah Book Club? Yeah, it was like a Charles Dickens book club. Yeah. And it's kind of how we got in, because of Les Miserables, because it's classic literature. Oh, I was like, you know, Charles Dickens didn't write Les Miserables. <laughs> <laughs> Does Oprah know? What? Yeah, boy, yeah. Yeah. Make sure. Somebody's got to talk to her. You can discuss that at dinner. Yeah, she can, I can, I can confess. Yeah. If you Oprah know, says that he wrote it, if Oprah wrote said it. Dr. Seuss wrote it, they will, they will dig him up and make him write it. Oprah gets what she wants. That's probably not a very exciting answer, but that's all. No, that's good. Don't worry, it's, it's an honest no answer. Judgment. That's awesome. No judgment. I wasted my thing on uh, Polly Shore, and he's not even doing it. Uh, okay. Uh, what's something that scares you? Skydiving. Skydiving? Oh. Really? You scared of skydiving? Did you do it? Have you done it? No. I signed him up for it when we were in Seattle. He wanted to go so badly. He's like, this is the best thing. You will be changed forever when you do it. I'm like, uh, okay. Like, I thought I'd play along, right? Yeah. And then as it got closer and closer to it, I was 
I was containing so much anxiety that I was just crying at nothing. I was like, I can't do it. <laughs> like days before, I broke. He broke a week before. He said he felt like he was he- headed for the gallows. Like he was literally walking to his death. <laughs> You know what? You don't let me tell you right I now. You don't have to do, do anything. It. You don't have to do anything that makes you feel that way. And then he Just shows me that video of that old lady that skydived. Oh, yeah, like hanging on by her knees and her back fat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, there is no way in. I I cannot believe you know you would be, show this to me. This like seals the deal. <laughs> To yeah. be fair, that is not optimal skydiving. No, that is not how. No, that's, 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 that's not how it goes, General. Skydiving. Mine is and continu- continues to be zombies. Mm. I really hope Real they don't come get us. There are no real but, zombies. Go you ahead. You keep talking know. like that. Maybe I'll let you in the compound. <laughs> Remember the audience in Thousand Oaks? You need Jason. <laughs> you need Jason's knots. Oh, Jason to the knots. That cl- tie that close. Yeah. <laughs> but with zombie, you don't need complicated knots to defeat zombies. No, they do not. Yeah, very. And I'm good on those. I've been doing those for years. You can just tie a bow. Really good. Yeah, they can't think. <laughs> if you tied a bow, you'd be like, wait, hold here. Let me just get these. Really? <laughs> Use the, the hand. Um, curl. <laughs> yes. Uh, Gift wrap it. Question number eight. What is your favorite city we've been on on tour? You've been here the whole time. You're, yeah, one, of the, the you're time. one of the first ones. Yeah. Uh, I say Washington, D.C. Really? Wow, you like D.C.? I loved it. Yeah, Did I'm you? excited about going back. I actually am really loving St. Louis. I really love Portland. But, like, D.C. was number one. Really? Yeah. I did like Philly too. I'm excited to go back to Philly and DC to be to get them at different times of mm-hmm. year mm-hmm. and be like, what do I really? Because you know, I mean, I love New York, but it's also all I know of New York is like struggle. And so you think like, how long am I going to live in New York? It's not really like a place I want to grow old. Yeah, this has been a great tour to like visit cities and be like, okay, what could be like real life for me? And that's, that's that's great. The beauty of tour. Yeah, that's you know? the great thing about tour. And, yeah, and, and you guys are a great here. example for not yeah. having to live in New York City and still being able to have careers. No, it's be in you know what? It's world uh, and getting it's, out of New York. Yes, getting out of New York was was even you important. Have a better li- I mean, the thing is, is I was I had less than eighty dollars in my pocket oh. when I went to Vegas and I landed and I was like, oh, I like I didn't. I was like, thank God that this happened. I had no money, and they put me in an apartment, and my closet was bigger than my bedroom. Back in New, in New York. York. Back in New York. Yeah. Oh. And, you, and I had three years of seeing, you know, or being reminded of how people can live, uh-huh. you know? Yeah, your quality of life is... Your quality yeah. of life. And, it's you know, maybe you're not exposed to, like, the most culturally stimulating things. You can things. always go to you New can, York for that. You can always yeah. find it. You can always find it. I always say that, you know, living in Wisconsin, the, the great thing is, is that... You can you can go to the lesbian poetry slam, but then ten minutes out of mm-hmm. ten you can get homemade pecan pies. Right. You know, right at the side of the road. Right. You know, so I mean that's For the record we have never gone to a lesbian poetry slam. <laughs> she, won't, you, she won't come with me. She won't come with me. You I love them. I keep finding are. them. We do know where they are. Lot of lot of songs about Yorkies, oddly enough. <laughs> All right. It's a good time. Yeah. Okay. Uh, question number nine. What is something you'd like to do on your day off? I... Monday is our day off, generally speaking. Yeah. So you know we we work a lot and on weekends. Sometimes it is a travel day. Sometimes so it is a travel day. So so on on days which are called golden days. Yeah, yeah, you don't yeah. Travel on on that, on uh, that day off. What do you like to do? Good day off for you. We've kind of. I think the best day off would be uh, like a movie. I love I love going to the movies. Yeah. And 
I mean, you know, we're we're always kind of like knocking out the things you have to see in each city, but I I kind of like just chilling out and cooking at home or being out at a nice restaurant like when the sun's going down because we're always indoors. Mm-hmm. You know, like we're always working at that magic hour when everyone's uh-huh. out. Oh, that's yeah. And I love being like at a restaurant, like living like real people. Like yeah. mm-hmm. having a nice dinner, being outside. It's always like on a Monday. Out. It's yeah. always on a Monday. We'll never know we'll never know Saturday night. We'll never know mm-hmm. the rest of the world. But it's still good. It's still yeah. good. Um and question number ten. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Yeah. I want to bring it down. Oh okay. Not that far. Whoa. <laughs> um not that far. If you could tell your younger self something, mm-hmm. what would it be? Stop hating yourself. Ooh. There it is. That's it. Really? Isn't that funny? Right. I, I, I see uh, the ads on TV for movies. I think there's something, a movie called uh, The Perks of Being a wall, uh-huh. Wallflower. Somebody uh-huh. said it was great. Uh-huh. So I, I, saw, I watched the trailer today at the Apple Store. And <laughs> the kids... They're so messed up. Yeah. It's like, just you're going to be okay. You're, you're just a kid. Just relax. It's going to be okay. Honey. Right, right. It's going to be okay. I mean, so many, so many, so many young people yeah. have that exact same thought. So many people and do. And it, it's so terrible. Yeah. And at such a young age. Always. Well, how would you tell yourself to stop hating yourself? <laughs> His younger self would say, fuck you. You don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> Something else. Now I have to really figure out how to edit. <laughs> Sorry. It's uh, I, I that it doesn't. The things that you think matter don't really matter. Mm-hmm. It may. I feel like it. It served to my advantage because it made me work hard and it made me kind of like just try to be better or mm-hmm. to see beyond what my circumstances were. But there's no need to torture yours. You know, the to always feel like that, that the thi- that it's never good. You know that that notion mm-hmm. that it's never good enough. I still do that to myself, like with the show every night being like it's it's a you know a Wednesday here in St. Louis like just do the best you can and that's fine mm-hmm. that's fine and that was never anything instilled but my I have the most supportive parents in the world mm-hmm. it's just that I always felt like it's like I just had to like keep mm-hmm. you were driven that something way. about that validated me in some way mm-hmm. and that's not really what validates you in the long run I mean you can hustle and work your entire life and then what are you left with you know? Wow. That's, that's so profound. That's so profound. And that's too heavy. heavy. Dude, that's good. Start the music. Start the music. Gangnam Style. <laughs> what are we finishing with? Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, this is about loving yourself. Well, yeah. that is episode two. Season two, episode two. Jason Forbach. Joe Spielden joining me. us. And, uh, we're gonna now we're gonna uh, finish eating the cheese. Yeah, a and lot of cheese before bed is good. A lot of cheese. It's so good. All right, for you. bye.